Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Did you know that one of crypto's best use cases is also a tax-saving strategy? I'm talking about donating crypto to your favorite charity. The Giving Block makes it easy for the crypto community to support important causes with Bitcoin, Ethereum, and dozens of other cryptos. Choose from over 1,200 vetted nonprofit organizations, donate any amount, and then hold on to your tax receipt. When it's tax time, you could save big. Your donation could offset some or most of what you owe on that huge capital gains line. Make smart money moves while making a difference. To learn more, visit thegivingblock.com NFP. That's thegivingblock.com NFP. And let's show the world that crypto is good. Hey, this is NFP, the non-fungible podcast with me, D. Klein. Today's episode is brought to you by the Koi Network. Koi makes minting NFTs super easy and inexpensive. Just drag and drop your file using their NFT wallet, Finny, and Koi takes care of the rest. Minting costs as little as one cent, so you can create as many NFTs as you want. And when they're viewed by other people, you even earn Koi tokens that you can use to fund your next series. Check it out at koii.network. Right on. Kovo, Tara, thank you for joining me on NFP today. So glad you could uh, be here to chat with me about all the exciting things going on in your lives. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so for... much. It's my pleasure being on this show. Sure. For sure. So let's reflect a little back into, uh, you know, go back in time a little bit, Kovo. We're uh, standing outside looking for this party in uh, LA, in Beverly Hills. And it's up this winding narrow road that there's no parking. And so you got to take a shuttle. And we all hop on this shuttle and we happen to sit down within a row of each other and just started talking. Well, I, I recognize you in the line because you I did. remember you with your hat and I'm like, Dude, you've got a familiar face. I swear I've met you somewhere. And it was actually, I met you previously in Miami at Art Basel. Okay, yes. And I and that's where, and we met briefly or whatever. And then I was just like, is this the same guy? And I like poke my wife and I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Maybe it's a different guy or whatever. And then we started talking to each other in the van. The van got stuck. The locals were all like, I get out of really <laughs> Yeah. That I can road imagine. of cars was insane, man. I bet there were people stuck there for like three hours. Yeah. It was it was an event everybody was really trying to go to. Um uh, yeah. it was really cool though. I had a great time. It was fun. Oh yeah, definitely. It was fun. And Tara, you are a business partner with Kovo. I've never met you before. Maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get on to Kovo. Hi guys. Um, thanks. First of all, thanks for having me. Um, for sure. I'm also a singer songwriter. So I'm a singer songwriter and I uh, started working on creating an application that gamifies saving the planet and trying to kind of create a culture in a world that I really want to live in. I don't have kids yet, but I want to, I want to raise children in a world where this game is like a big part of the culture and what people are kind of doing. Um, so people will basically be able to mine a token by completing missions that target all 17 of the UN sustainability goals. So trying to, to save the world. Um, 
and basically kind of change the conversation for people um, of like what bragging rights really are. So instead of people bragging about like getting wasted or like doing drugs or you know, wasting money on, you know, things that they don't really need. Um, really, the bragging rights would be like, oh, well, I planted 100 trees this weekend. Like, oh, yeah, well, me and my friends went and we like snorkeled and we planted like 200 corals or whatever it is and have like be, being impactful on the world in a good way, really being what is rewarded uh, socially as well as economically, because people will be able to mine this token. Um, just giving people like another way of life. That is fun and cool. Changing what cool is. I want to change what cool is. That's yeah, very cool. And uh, Kovo, maybe tell us a little bit about who you are. I mean, you've been in, you've been an artist for years, you know, and it was only in 2021, I believe, you happened to encounter some people at Art Basel, I believe it was, who kind of discovered you. Would that be fair to say? Yes, kind of correct. Um, so, yeah, I was a street <laughs> artist, you know, yeah, yeah. self-taught. Uh, low-level street artists and everything, just hustling, trying to make money. There was one thing I knew I was good at and everything. I'm like, I could sell art here on the street. Um, eventually, I met my first celebrity on the street. Uh, he put me on his show. That kind of blew up. Well, one of my paintings got sold to a brother of a famous actor and everything. Mm. So I uh, showed him the painting. Um, months later, I call him. I'm like, hey, is there any way you could get us, like, you know, tickets or whatever to Art Basel and everything? He's like, uh, I can't make any promises. I'll see what I can do. Or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. I think it was around Thanksgiving. He's like, yeah, so I got two of your paintings accepted. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, I was just trying to get tickets in there, you know? And, uh, and you got like, in yeah, the show got... instead. <laughs> yes, I got in the show. So, we collaborate with Artbeat um, Miami, um, the Aubergine Private Dining Club here in Columbus, Ohio, also sponsored us to go down there and everything. They've been an awesome team member as well. Um, but yeah, once you go to Art Basel, it just opens you up to a completely new world. Um, the art world was kind of, it, it was weird, it was new. Uh, for me, uh, but the cryptocurrency and the NFT guys really opened their arms to me and were bringing me to all these shows, yachts, and penthouses. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are incredible, or whatever. They're like, yeah, man, you, you, you got you to really get into this space. And I really love it because I see a lot of artists really thriving out here. And, you know, in the art world, there's this stigma that, oh, if you're an artist, you got to be a struggling artist or whatever. And I'm like, I don't believe any of that. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> think you have to be a strong. There has to be a way, you know, some way, somehow. And fair enough. <laughs> you know, our, our box is the way to go. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, when I when I hear this story, I'm thinking about, OK, so you're now been exposed to kind of the NFT scene um what can you share about your plans for how you're going to kind of enter that scene then because i mean so if i go to kovoart.com you know you have all kinds of amazing works that are like large scale paintings and right. you know, very visually stunning and um i'm wondering like how is that carrying over into nfts 
So um, right now I'm really learning a lot about the NFT space and the mm -hmm. crypto space. So I'm still a baby in this industry, but I do, I do have plans on creating a token where basically where um, kind of uh, identifying how time is priceless and how valuable time is. And maybe you buy this NFT and one of the utilities is, is you can book a certain celebrity or an artist or, you know, a musician or any type of like marketing agency or something like that. But, um, and collaborate that with significant time pieces, you know, that a lot of people like, and even me, myself, um, I have an eye for and put some love in it, you know, cover art style. That's cool. So what's your connection to Terra then? Like explain this connection between the two of you then. So I met Tara through my cousin out in Orange County. And uh, they were doing an event together with Lee Steinberg. And um, my cousin said, you've got you and Tara are literally the same people. You know, you guys are both visionaries and everything. You've got to meet her. Like you're trying to save the planet through love. She's trying to save the planet through NFTs and uh, plants and trees and stuff. You've got to meet her. And then uh, she got us in a uh, group chat. We started texting each other. We called each other. And then she started telling me about her project. I fell in love with her project. I'm like, I want this app, you know, in my daughter's hands when she's five years old, her going around because she's infatuated with flowers. Like mm -hmm. anywhere we go and she sees a flower, she has to make it. And she'll start crying if we don't stop and bring her to the flowers. And she, she shoves her face all into the flowers and everything. You know, so I already know this is going to be something to do and be a really good influence in her life, you know, and find the love and, and the arts also. So let's talk, maybe Tara, you can join in on this part here. Let's talk sure. about how is this going to work in terms of actually like, are, is there some carbon capture credit thing happening somewhere in the mechanics there or how is that happening? Yeah, so it's kind of a little bit of a of a uh, it's kind of a little bit of a long explanation, but we basically, so okay, cool. So basically, um, the way that the application works is that when people do different missions that target all seventeen of the UN sustainability goals, from planting trees to planting corals to even just having an herb garden in your house to just making all these different changes, um, that kind of people will be able to get paid for, but will also create different habits for people in society in general. They'll be receiving funds. As far as like for our investors slash we're, there's two different models. We can do this under a completely nonprofit model. This is if we can sell enough of the NFTs for our super huge hero society, which the super huge hero society is kind of like this. So the board a yacht club of like philanthropists, brands, celebrities, um, influencers of all kinds, UN members, government sectors. I don't know if I already said charities, but basically these people are the people that are working together to make the challenges possible, whether through assets, funds, or influence. And by influence, meaning like when we have someone like Ariana Grande, excuse me, when we have someone like Ariana Grande playing the game, <clears throat> posting it to the social media component on the application, which will then post it to all of her social media applications. 
using that as an example, Ariana, if you're out there and you hear me, please play this game. Um, if we have people like that, then it just kind of creates um, awareness about the game and we can onboard more players. So basically, if we get 2 billion people to play and beat the game, we get to save the world. Um, we will be able to offer carbon credits for both the NFTs and for investors that come into the space. So if we sell enough of the whitelist NFTs for the Super Huge Heroes Society, we won't need to go the traditional investor route, which ideally I'd like to try to go. Um, I'd like to, go to try to go nonprofit because of the integrity of the project. But the reality is that we only have about five years to save the world. So if we have to take on some investors so that we can get this out there and done faster, then that's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to actually launch the whitelist for the NFTs um, during NFT NYC. Um, and yeah, we don't have the app built yet. So basically we're raising all the funding for creating an MVP, but we have an amazing team and an amazing board of advisors. One of our advisors is literally a UN ambassador also. Um, and yeah, so it's like the carbon credits can also come from NFT holders as well. Um, on Monday, I actually finally have a conversation with a carbon credit consultant, which you would be surprised. They are really hard to come by. And when you do come by them, they are very, very busy. <laughs> so i mm -hmm. um, really excited to get that part of things figured out. Um, but yeah, through the application, we're essentially able to offer carbon credits because people are doing tasks that fight carbon emissions or offset carbon emissions. Um, well, I'm so, guessing there's yeah. a lot of companies out there that would be eager to find ways to get their carbon credits. Yes. Um, and, you know, so yes, there's that motivation, and, right? And through, yes, absolutely. And through the NFT, um, through the NFT sale, we're not only offering carbon credits, but there is some kind of like advertising because when people come on board and they're part of the super huge hero society, the way that these NFTs are minted, it's not your normal minting process. So people will be able to get an NFT number that gives them access to an NFT maker. And then they go into the NFT maker and create a one of a kind quote unquote screen face. Cause I'm calling them screen faces because a lot of people will use their NFTs as like their Facebook images and things like that, mm -hmm. or Instagram, Twitter, um, and so people create their one of a kind screen face. Now, when we have certain, um, which players in the game don't get their NFT number until they've reached essentially like the level 40 in world of Warcraft. Like, I don't know if anybody played world of Warcraft, but oh, yeah. you, um, but basically during world of Warcraft, you went at level 40 was when you were able to actually get the horse. Um, and so this is essentially like the horse, like you get your horse once you get to essentially level 40. And when you get your, um, there's a difference between the super huge hero society NFTs and the players in the game. And so the people that are funding the project and making it happen and the influencers will have like a slightly different background that's optional for them or like a badge on their chest because they're the ones like really making it making it happen and making it possible and then the players in the game will have something different but within those nfts once we get certain brands and celebrities on board and different people on board there's also like the added value of you know now when players in the game or other brands and celebrities come on board let's say nike for example wants to come on board and they do um people will have the option of putting like nike sneakers on their avatars or 
their screen faces or like a Nike hat or like if Michael Jordan or Ariana Grande come on board, like people will be able to pick to wear an Ariana Grande shirt or Michael Jordan jersey. And so as we are building the whitelist, initially we're also kind of building what the widgets are going to be that are going to be available within the NFT maker. Sorry, that so was is really there annoying. a website for this right now that people can look at or is that still in development? We're still, uh, we're still like building. Um, we have right now, um, uniworld.io uh, is mm -hmm. the, <clears throat> we have basically right now I have a number of different websites because we have a number of different names that we're, we're toggling between. We haven't exactly locked in on a name yet, but, mm -hmm. um, but basically uh, right now uniworld.io is the website that will kind of explain a little bit of what the application is. And I'm, going to put the presentation video up there soon um, but if people want to know more they can contact me personally on Instagram or Kobo um, and I'm happy to I'm going to be putting updates on my regular Instagram which is um, at Tara Leah music T-A-R-A-L-E-A -A -E -A music M-U-S-I-C like what you listen to um, my Facebook is there as well um, and that's where I'm going to be essentially like updating people. We're going to have everything ready for launch by NFT NYC, where we're going to have like a regular, we're going to know, we're going to know what the name is. We're going to have um, a website. <laughs> it was really more of a vision. Um, I mean, maybe well, our it's viewers early. It's can early. help me that's vote. Small. Yeah, it's yeah. early. Maybe your viewers can help us vote on names between the player part challenge, the one world challenge, um, Save the world network, um, or uh, yeah, the Uni World game, and then one other name that I'm toggling between is Mother Earth is always hiring, and that mm, is good. like Maya M E I A H is like the um, abbreviation for that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know, viewers out there, if you feel like commenting or giving us your opinion on what name you think would be best, that would be very appreciated. Quick break here for the giving block. In the past year, the number of nonprofits accepting cryptocurrency donations increased tenfold on the giving block. Since 2018, the giving block has been making it easy for nonprofits to modernize their fundraising by accepting crypto donations. Organizations of all sizes can sign up and get started in no time. Nonprofits are saying that crypto is the future of fundraising. Find out why at thegivingblock.com slash NFP. That's thegivingblock.com slash NFP. Hey, in cooperation with the Coin Network, I am presenting Atomic Zombies by D. Klein. You can find these at atomiczombies.io. We've got 10,000 zombies that will eventually be available, each with their own set of random generative characteristics. You can watch your zombies' characteristics unlock, emerge, and evolve as they receive more attention online powered by the Koi Network and proof of real traffic. Check it out at atomiczombies.io. It's kind of exciting when you're kind of in those early stages and kind of just figuring everything out and kind of putting together where you want things to be. But what I'm hearing from you is NFT NYC is around the time we should know a little more in terms of concrete information, specifically what's going to be happening with it, where you can go to find it, those kinds of things. 
Exactly. That's yes. kind of like the soft, that's the soft launch for, um, for just creating like white, white list for not only the super huge hero society NFT line, but also the, um, but also just for if you want to be a player in the game, when you'll be able to kind of like sign up and start getting like email updates as to when that's going to be available. So after we get funding, we're looking at about six months out that we'd be able to build like an MVP. Um, and so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure that we're going to be able to do like a super awesome launch for Art Basel in Miami this year. I actually also showed at Art Basel last year to um, – Ironically enough, Kobo, I don't know if you know this, but like I was the first artist that put out utility NFTs for my music, um, which represents mm. like a day in the like a day's work of my time. Um, I performed at the VIP lounge at LaRue for our Basel and and showed some NFTs there. Oh, no um, I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah. So as you were saying that, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, he's trying to, he, you want to do the thing? Like I, yeah, I did that. And yeah, that's like a great, that's, we should do that for all influencers and artists and celebrities. Um, we should definitely bring that smart contract to the table. Um, Interesting. So yeah, this year we're trying to plan to do another really awesome, huge activation. I'm thinking the keys on a solar yacht, scuba diving, planting some corals getting some influencers to come through and creating content that'll continue to like promote the application and what the game is, which is a lifestyle that is surrounded by nature and giving back and um, things that are really healthy on someone's subconscious versus and good for your good for you in general and having influencers influence people towards feeling good and doing good for themselves versus a lot of these influencers that are, influencing people into like self-destruction and drug and alcohol right. addiction and doing behaviors that or are just, just really not good for them. Addiction to materialism really. Yeah. Bit, and right? that's too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe Kobo, let's come back to you. Thanks Tara. Um, come back to you and talk about, we haven't talked about your art at all, right? Like tell me about, yes. you know, I mean, you've probably been doing it, I'm guessing since you were a kid, right? Like yes. give me a bit of your backstory. So I've been, well, I, I feel like it's part of my blood. Like my great grandfather uh, was an artist uh, on both sides of my family. Like one was an actual painter, one uh, on my father's side was a toy maker. My grandfather was a painter. My father, um, he was an artist, a painter, a sculptor, and he actually went to Pratt Art Institute. Um, in Brooklyn, New York, um, for art and everything. But nobody did anything with their career except my great grandfather. He had a toy company for a while, um, but nobody did any. And there's this like stigma in my family, like being an artist. And like my mom's foreign, so she's never going to be proud of you. If you're not a doctor or a lawyer, it's like, oh, I failed as a parent. He wants to be an artist. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, I, I convinced your father not to be an artist. Why are you, why, why, why do you guys keep following? And I, I feel it. It's just like in my blood. Like I used to get in trouble in school because instead of doing homework, I'm drawing pictures and, you know, anything but paying attention. Yeah, I, I do it like, all the time during class. Oh my goodness. You know, but it was just, it's such a relaxing and freeing space to like express yourself. Um, but I avoided it 
most of my life. Um, mm -hmm. Worked for the airlines. Um, hmm. Did a lot of work in the. Um, most of my work has been done in the interior design, in the furniture okay. world, and stuff. Um, and that really gave me access. And I I was going to people's houses delivering twelve twenty thousand dollar paintings, and I'm like, somebody's doing it. <laughs> somebody's doing it. And right. like, here I am delivering. I'm like, I could do this. And everything, my friends would look at me, they're like, well, why don't you do it? And I would come up with all these excuses. Well, this is not. And so finally, I'm, I just made the commitment. I'm like, right. I'm going to do this. You know, and um, I started expressing myself through artwork. And that was my first thing. Like, if you see some of my earliest work that I haven't really posted, it's like, expressing my feelings talking about depression anxiety mm -hmm. what pain feels like or whatever and just putting that on canvas and then also then it gave me like a constant reminder of like okay that's where you were now you got to grow <laughs> you know so <laughs> um so i i love how therapeutic art is and i decided this you know if i'm trading my life you know, my time for currency, I want to at least be enjoying what I'm doing with my time, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like the real currency is time, not money, although it is relevant, and it's important, and I do respect it. <laughs> um, but the real you can make you can make money back You pay your mortgage, guess what, next month, you'll make that money back, you, you do it again. You know, uh, time, you never get that back. Yeah, you know, I don't know, to so, me, money kind of is a way of um, preserving time in a sense, right? It's time contained is, in something that you can then release at another point somewhere. That is right, In terms of the energy that's contained in it. So, yeah, it's interesting. When I look at your work, you know, uh, I'm trying to imagine what the process is. Like, for example, I'm looking at one called It's All Love. And... Uh, you know, oh my goodness text on it kind of random everywhere and little doodles here and there and like what is the process when you're creating something that's where you do you just like is this spontaneous or did you have a vision of where you're going with it or how does yes that i have videos of it to kind of show people but um it's called what i practice is kind of called like data dataism mm -hmm. but basically um you let your subconscious control you and you don't have an idea of what you're going to paint. You don't, you just let it be. Whatever mark, whatever comes to your mind, whatever thought crosses your mind or whatever, you put it on canvas and everything. And also at the same time, try to make it all look cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's um, the challenge. <laughs> maybe everything going through your head is not the coolest thing, but at least aesthetic, aesthetically, make it look cool, you know. But it's really cool because I get a lot of questions. So what's that? Why did you put that there? And what was the intention behind this and everything? And um, I'm like, well, you're looking what you're looking at what the inside of my brain looks like. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I question myself sometimes. Why do these? You know, but at that time and at that moment, that's where I was, and I was in that space and time. You know, so lots of this stuff that's in my art is coming from my own environment. Um, my own experiences in life and everything. And also putting the artistic side of it, of, you know, making 
like designing this beautiful picture, you know, mm -hmm. a, a story of a young guy experiencing life like the eight other billion people, you know, here's what the Kobo art side looks like, you mm -hmm. know. So, so I'm curious too, because you have the fashion stuff and a lot of it has these numbers, five to eight, is that like an angel number or what's the story there? So five to eight is actually a frequency of uh, love and everything. We actually have technology mm -hmm. that can actually measure, you know, the electric magnetic uh, pulse that our body gives out you know, whether it be fear, anxiety, love, joy, happiness, but love is uh, 528 hertz. So um, love is very popular in art. So if you go around, even art box or these art shows or whatever, you'll see everyone writing love, 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 mm -hmm. love on their paintings. You know, um, I think that's kind of cliche. Everyone's doing it. So instead of uh, writing love, I write 528. And it's also a really cool rabbit hole for people to go down and Google it. Just Google 528. And there's like, if you get into sacred geometry and stuff, it's so trippy. Like, it just goes on. You can never learn learn enough. Every time I think I'm, I've learned something, I learn something new. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And it's just like <laughs> completely destructs my reality. And I'm like, well... You want a flexible mind, you know, you don't want to be rock solid. We're not here to headbutt people, you know, it sounds painful, mm. but you know, you want to have an open mind, you learn new things. It's like, that's incredible. And you just, it's, it's amazing. It's funny you how. mentioned Googling it because right before the show, I Googled 528, you know, because I was curious, right? And yeah. the thing that came up for me was the, about it being an angel number and talking about how it facilitates like success and positivity and those kinds of concepts and moving forward with something new and those so i wonder yeah. if that was what it was that you were relating to but well, it's there's interesting a that whole it's bunch entirely of, different uh connection there yeah there's a whole bunch of different interpretations of 528 hertz or whatever but they're all positive so it doesn't mm -hmm. matter which and that's the beautiful thing about abstract work is uh, what i love about doing abstract is leaving it open for interpretation so when the viewer looks at the piece what does it mean to you that's really what's mm. most important you know mm -hmm. what does it mean to that person so um it can it can be an angel number for you go down that rabbit hole or whatever you know it can be anything but this is just what it meant to me you know um I think 528 hertz is really cool. They do this really cool science experiment where they take different frequencies and they see how the sand makes these really cool geometric patterns because of the frequency, mm. you know. Um, I also listen to 528 hertz a lot while I'm painting or oh, if really? I'm overwhelmed. How does one do that? Stuff. How do you listen to that particular frequency? I do. I choose just type really? in 528 hertz there's no it's, it's really it's weird to get into at first because it's like zen yoga music like there's no words there's no beat to it it's just like a, a tone it's very soft relaxing music or whatever but mm -hmm. sound actually manipulates physical matter you know mm -hmm. and also how you think mm -hmm. so when I'm painting and everything's coming from my uh, consciousness you know i'm listening to a song with words in it all of a sudden now that's coming through my consciousness going onto the mm. canvas so i'm trying to stop other influences while i paint so i listen to just frequency 
you know. Yeah, but I eventually got, of, I didn't, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't love it at first. I didn't love it at first, but I eventually learned to love it. And now I love it. I can't paint without it. It reminds me of the artist Remo, who's a good friend of mine. You probably saw us hanging out in LA together. And he has a, he has a series of works called the Dream Engine on Art Blocks that all uh -huh. express um, basically moments on the blockchain through like music and visuals that can have like certain beneficial effects to you as you listen, kind of thing. You should check it here. I'll I'll yeah. send you the link. I'll send you the link. Basically, you're listening really... to the blockchain. He also had another. Oh one. yeah. This is awesome. One that, um, what was the other one that he was doing? Now it's annoying me that I don't remember because we talked about it a lot. And <laughs> let me look it up a second. Yeah, that's really cool. And I really like art. That art is supposed to provoke some type of emotion. You know, mm -hmm. um, I really don't like taking pictures of my art posted on social media because okay. when you see it, it's mm -hmm. supposed to make you feel something. And like when I go to these shows, that's how I judge my artwork. I'm like, how long are people standing in front of my canvases versus mm -hmm. other uh, canvases? And I feel like uh, in my industry, some artists forget that we're still entertainers. Uh, so right. Our dance is on canvas, you know? So, and I feel like abstract art, I can get people to stand the longest in front of my canvas and start asking questions versus, you know, and I want you to pay attention to other artists' work as well. But this is a friendly little competition here. We're all trying to sell artwork. But um, <laughs> but most importantly is uh, getting a message through a person and getting them to stop in their day. And, you know, everyone's got all kinds of stuff going on. But if I can get, get you to stop in the infinite here and now and just forget about life for a moment, what that does for your mind is so healthy, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes we just need a good breath, you know, and mm. focus on something else <laughs> for a minute, mm -hmm. you know, just trying to live uh, in the moment as opposed to always having our minds elsewhere. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The other one that he created prior to that was called talking blocks. It's also on art blocks. It's cool oh, stuff. Awesome. I really like his stuff. Um, yeah, he's a good guy. I'm in. I'm into. I'm into all cool stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also like I'm no angel. I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> you know, um, I, I like to dibble and dabble in all all different kind of worlds and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm very open. Um, I have a preference and what I like most. You know, but we go we go through these parties. These parties are toxic. Everyone's just showing off and everything. We're not saving the world. <laughs> We're not saving the uh, environment, you know. Hopefully, I prefer the quieter you know, parties where you can actually talk with each other. You know, like yeah. some of the parties we went to, literally, you could not hold a conversation. Exactly, uh, but there were certain areas where, like the last party we went to um, at Goldstein upstairs, yes, um, where they're having the panels, and that's where we spent most of our time. Yeah, it was, um, a fresh air too helped. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and it was it a little cold. bit more conducive to talking there. It's true. Yeah, but yeah, sure. it's really cool. Yeah. So uh, maybe I can bring Tara back in here and just for listeners to get an idea of, you know, what they should look forward to seeing here in the next few weeks as it leads up to NFT NYC. Can you maybe do a quick reminder of 
where they can see this progress and kind of keep an eye out for things? So um, right now we do have uniworldgame.com where people can check that out. It's the temporary website. Eventually when we do have the official name, all the, even if you go to uniworldgame.com, it'll still redirect you to where you should be going. Um, And also if you want to contact me on Instagram, my Instagram is Tara Leah music, um, T-A-R-A-L-E-A music. Um, also if you guys want to listen to some music that kind of like pushes the application and where kind of ground zero was, was, um, this song that I wrote a number of years ago called one world, which is kind of like the beginning of me wanting to utilize art to save the world. Um, and to kind of create awareness for focusing on the things that we should be focusing on. Um, the album is also called one world and for all those crypto lovers out there, I do have a song called crypto gangsta about being a day trader <laughs> and like living the crypto life. Um, as and well do as you have called... any music NFTs at all? Have you explored that at all? You said something about I doing do. it a year, a year ago. <clears throat> yeah. So I have like performance NFTs or, oh, okay. uh, essentially uh, NFTs that represent like a day of my time. Um, in work, whether it be like speaking, modeling, right. acting, music, song production, business consulting, because I've also been working as a consultant in the blockchain space since like 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of got a little bit disturbed with what the entertainment industry was <clears throat> and like how it just, I felt like I was not really promoting a lifestyle I really believed in, which was. Uh, kind of after going to some Ty Lopez events that led me into the world of blockchain and people in this space. And I saw blockchain as a way to really like fix a lot of broken systems. <clears throat> and I've been talking about utilizing blockchain since like 2617 to um, do something about like charity initiatives and using blockchain to really be able to track where where charity money is going and that's one of the things i've actually accomplished with this app is right now i have a proof of impact in patent pending through the application so not only are we going to be able to use this technology for our missions but we'll also be able to connect other charities and other DAOs and um, be able to put their missions on the application and be able to show proof of impact for their investors and donors as well right on and Kovo, you want to drop maybe a little bit of info on what people can look forward to seeing in terms of you entering the NFT space, where they can find you? And... Before we go on, sorry, I do have some NFTs on, on OpenSea um, under the Terralia VIP Investor Club. So basically people can buy these NFTs, take a day. There's two different models of them. One of them is just like a day in, in the life of me. But then when they flip mm-hmm. the NFT, they're supposed to flip it for like a higher value. Um, so essentially mm-hmm. the idea is that they'd be investing in purchasing the NFT and knowing that they would be utilizing their network to make it worth more for, to flip it. So catered more towards like brands and production companies and agents and things like that. Cool. Sorry. Right on. Oh, I just found you. Uh, yeah. Okay. I was just looking up your open sea. Also, um, Tuesday, I guess I'm going to be saying it here first on your show. Um, but Tuesday I'm announcing that, um, I'll be having some of my artwork exhibiting on the Intrepid for NYC NFT, which is really cool. That space is, oh, and the paintings right now, I can't wait to show everybody. It's amazing. It's by far the best paintings I've ever done in my life. It's 
not even comparing. I've, I've had, had the inside the scoop on what's on it. I won't say, but it's going to be pretty cool. Oh yeah. Oh, and it's it's different from since last we've seen it. There's been more that's been put okay. onto it. So awesome. you, you saw you saw thirty percent. I saw thirty percent of it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's not that's a small fraction, relatively speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, it was just described to me. I'm just picturing it. You know. <laughs> right. Oh, I didn't send you. I thought I sent you a picture. Maybe I did. Did you? No, I've not seen a picture. I'll send it. I'll send it to you. Uh, your sure. email. Sure. Well, hey, thank you very much, Kovo and Tara, for joining me, and it was really nice to chat with you. And uh, I look forward yeah. to seeing where things take you with these uh, NFT projects. You know, often on my show, I'm talking with people, you know, either at launch or you know, a ways after, and they're pretty established. Uh, but it's kind of cool to hear from people that are kind of still in kind of the visionary stage, and you're kind of just, you know, imagining all the possibilities and. You know, just like um, almost in the embarkment stage with these projects, so that's really cool. Right. Maybe we can do like a touch base with you again when we're when we're launching. Mm -hmm. Let you know about our project, our progress along the way. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And Kovo and I, we got to come up with some kind of collab of some sort. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I've got some stuff that I've already been working on on the iPad that I could show you. Okay. If you want to throw something on it. Or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could whatever. That could be fun. Yeah. yeah. It could be cool. Right. right on. Okay. Well, hey, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, good luck to both of you. Thank All right. You. Thank you so much, Dan. Okay. Take Have care. Thanks again for listening to the Non Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.